0: Everybody and welcome to this week's episode of Talking Sports with Evan. I appreciate you listening. I'm Evan Withalison, and uh, again, I want to thank you for listening and uh, enjoying the show. I ask that you all share and uh, retweet and uh, uh, review and uh, promote the, if you enjoy the show. I encourage other people to check it out. I strongly in- encourage that. So this is the for the second year in a row the NFC Championship edition of Talking Sports with Evan. Like Packer fans everywhere, I do hope it's different. Um, The outcome on Sunday is different than last year's. And this year, the Packers take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in Lambeau Field, where it's going to be middle to lower 20s and possibility of snow. In this episode, I'm going to preview the game talk about my keys to victory talk about uh you know some things to look for in this game and I'm also going to recap the Packer's victory over the uh, Los Angeles Rams where they won 32 to 18 Saturday to put themselves in this position of one game away from the Super Bowl So, before I do go into that, I do want to uh, encourage you all, if you're looking to get healthy, make lifestyle changes, get on a a workout plan, eating plan, whatever, and you need some help with it, let me know, CoachEvan66 at gmail.com. Right now, I'm doing a workout called Over the Edge, um, put out by Chris Downing, and I must say... It is an incredible workout program. I absolutely love it. I'm excited to hit play every morning. Can do it in the comforts of your own home. Do it really anywhere that you want. All you need is some light and to medium weight, and some space. a a uh, aerobics um, stepper, and then some elastic loops uh, that you know different uh, colors for different uh, resistance bands, and then uh, Something you can wrap around right about your knees as well. So you don't need a ton of equipment. And anybody can do it all the way from beginner to experienced person. You will feel amazing at this program. You'll get stronger mentally, physically, emotionally, you name it. And if you're interested in learning more, just shoot me an email, coach Evan66 at gmail.com. So now before I go into this show, I used to, uh, a few weeks back, I would occasionally um, share, what is Evan drinking tonight, because um, when I do this, I'll occasionally have a beer next to me, or a, a cocktail next to me, or some wine next to me while I drink, I mean, while I record, I'm sorry, obviously, um, so today, so I've been in a, a barrel-aged beer kick, bourbon barrel-aged, barrel-aged just in jungle. And Revolution Brewing, that's what I've had the last couple times I recorded, has a beer called Death by Cherry, and I strongly recommend checking it out. Um, The beer I'm having tonight is from one barrel brewing company in Wisconsin, and it's called Willie in a Barrel. It is 9.5% alcohol per volume, and it is barrel-aged Scotch Ale. And I must say, if you if you're into the ber- the barrel aged beer, you will really enjoy this. I got it at Timers, uh, at Timers in Racine, located on Rapids Drive, uh, Northwestern uh, Avenue, and must say, it tastes really really good. So that is uh, what Evan is drinking today. So now moving on. Before we preview Packers-Buccaneers, we do have to rewind and talk Packers versus Rams. Because if it wasn't for the Packers versus Rams game, then obviously the Packers wouldn't be playing the Buccaneers. They, they, they beat the Buccaneers. I mean, they, I mean, they beat the Rams and now have the Buccaneers. So all we heard last week, is how good the Rams' defense was, especially up front. That's all we heard. We heard how great Jalen Ramsey was. He was the best corner in the NFL. He he is going to put Devontae Adams on lock. That's all we heard last week leading up to the game. Aaron Donald is going to eat Aaron Rodgers for lunch because there's nobody up front that can block him. That's all we heard all week. And the, the linebackers, we're just going to not let anybody catch, you know, really dominate it all underneath. Again, that is what we heard all of last week, just how great this Rams defense was and how great the Rams running game has been. That's all we heard. And yes, the numbers suggest when you are the number one ranked offense and you play the number one ranked defense, typically the number one ranked defense is successful. Yes, we get that. But... Like the Titans game, where the Packers were supposed to get ran all over the place by Derrick Henry because Derrick Henry was some godlike running back. And he's a good running back, so I'm not trying to downplay him. But the Packers were able to show what they're made of. So like that game, against the Rams, the Packers were able to show what they were made of. The Packers became the bully. All week we heard about how the Rams were the bully. And they were going to punch Green Bay in the mouth. And Green Bay doesn't respond well when they get punched in the mouth. Well, guess what? Just like against Tennessee, they punched in the mouth first. And even when the Rams threw their best shots at Green Bay, the Packers kept punching back by and by beating the Rams. They, they dominated this game up front. Looking at the offense first, Lucas Patrick, who has struggled at times against fronts like the Rams, played outstanding. He was the highest-rated offensive lineman of the group. Played just outstanding. He put his man on lock. Rick Wagner against Leonard Floyd. Uh, I think it was Floyd. Anyways, Rick Wagner against... um, yeah, uh, yeah, Leonard Floyd. Rick Wagner put Leonard Floyd on lock. Billy Turner put his guy on lock. And Jenkins completely controlled and neutralized Aaron Donald. And yes, I know Aaron Donald wasn't 100%. Yes, he wasn't on the injury report, but no, he was nowhere near 100%. It's no way possible he was near 100% dealing with a rib issue. There's no way he was 100%. And I, I, I caught it last week, I believe, when I, uh, when I did my show with Troy Robert. And I know I tweeted it out. There's no way he finishes this game. And Aaron Donald played very sparingly throughout this game. And when he wasn't there, he was very ineffective. Except if you're a Packer, he helped you gain 15 yards after picking up a 15-yard unsportsmanlike conduct penalty for grabbing Jenkins by the face mask and twisting it because Jenkins got in his head. So up front, the Packers dominated. Aaron Jones, 14 carries for 99 yards, along of 60. Jamal Williams, 12 carries for 65 yards. And A.J. Dillon, six carries for 27 yards. The Packers just ran it right down the Rams' throat. And there was literally nothing the Rams could do to stop it. So the Packers bullied the bully. And it's deja vu because I just said that a few weeks back when they beat Tennessee. The Packers bullied the bully. The Rams' defense was supposed to be this big old bully, and the Packers punched them in the mouth. That's why they won the game. And when I talk about the game against Tampa Bay, I'm going to talk a lot about that that front five again because ultimately that's why they lost to Tampa Bay in Week Six. We're going to have to hope that there's carryover from Week Six. I mean, from uh, last week, divisional round to today, and they don't play like they did in Week Six. Other areas, so Jalen Ramsey is supposed to be this godlike corner, the best corner in football. Nobody can throw on him. He puts everybody on lockdown. Devontae Adams had nine catches for 66 yards and a touchdown. I know his yardage wasn't that high, but you go back and you watch the film. When, When Ramsey did cover Adams, Adams is open. Adams got open. He's just so explosive off the line And he is able to get open pretty much on anybody. And he showed it in this game once again, why he's just so damn good. Alan Lazard, back to being a full 100%. Had four catches for 96 yards and a touchdown. Adams with his touchdown. Robert Robert Tunyon, uh, four catches for 60 yards. MVS, four for 33 Echemenia St. Brown, one for 27, and Aaron Jones, one for 24. So Rogers spread that ball out a lot, too. And, you know, Rogers, who went 23 of 36 for 296 and two touchdowns, he left a few on the field, too, though. Um, he had a wide-open MVS that likely, to me, looking like it's going to go for a touchdown, he instead uh, overthrows him. Um, Alan Lazard, before his... Uh, his big touchdown, he had Alan Vizard, uh pretty much wide open. Um, and it hit him in the hands and he, he couldn't catch it. Um, and, you know, there's a few cases throughout the game where he just, uh, he overthrew uh, his guy or just missed his guy. It's unfortunate, but yeah, that is the case. So the Packers easily could have and should have won this game by a lot more. They, like I said, they left some on the field. They left some points on the field. And if they would have uh, uh, had scores in those situations or had plays in those situations, the Rams are likely um, blown out even more than they already were. And I would to be honest with you. I was not worried at all in this game. I I felt no worries in this game at all. I, I knew and I felt that the Packers were going to come out and get the victory. And sure enough, they did. Why? Again, because the Packers' offense controlled the tempo, controlled the game, and just punched the Rams in the mouth. And the Rams had no response. The best defense in the NFL had no response to being punched in the mouth. Jump to the other side of the field. Why did the Packers limit the Rams' offense? Jared Goff, 21 of 27. I know completion percentage looks good, but just 174 yards. Um, The longest catch, uh, the longest yards per average for the Rams is 21.7 by Josh Reynolds. Other than that, it's 6.0, 7.7, 6.0, 2.5, 4.0. So the Rams couldn't make plays down the field. And why is that? Why couldn't the Rams make plays down the field to stay in this game? And it's simple. golf had to dink and dunk because guys like Alex, well, first of all, guys like Alexander, Savage, Amos, King did a really good job of not giving up anything deep. And the other thing where the Packers did well in is they got tackles right away. The Rams weren't able to catch the ball and make big chunk plays. And I know Alexander on his screen blew it up so bad that he got an, uh, the receiver got negative three yards and he was 10 yards off the ball and all of a sudden he's uh, <laughs> tackling the guy at minus three yards. The other reason is guys like Kenny Clark and Roshan Gary. Roshan Gary. Kenny Clark has been playing outside of his mind these last few weeks. When they they paid him his big money, I know a lot of people question because what has he really done to show that he deserves the, the big payday that he got? Well, you've seen the last several weeks, including against the Rams. This is why he deserves the money that he got paid because he is just dominating the line of scrimmage. And when he's dominating the line of scrimmage like he is, he's taking up blockers. He frees other guys up, like Gary, who was all over the place. The Packers' highest-rated defender on uh, Sunday: a sack and a half, two tackles, one assisted. And when he wasn't getting sacks, he was forcing golf off, golf off of his uh, his spot with seven pressures and not giving him any place to to go. And then he had Clark clogging the middle, not giving golf golf anywhere to go up the middle. Z'Darrius Smith played outstanding football as well, seven pressures as well, and he was the guy, too, that kept Jared Goff off his spot. The Packers' dump defense at the line of scrimmage controlled this game. And Snacks Harrison barely played, but the, the front seven controlled this game, getting pressure on Jared Goff, not giving him spaces to throw, forcing him off his spot, forcing him to... Have to try to scramble a little bit, and the the Packers defense just completely control the game. It's that simple. Um, So how how that kind of correlates to Sunday's game against the Buccaneers? Well, let's look at why the Packers didn't beat Tampa Bay the last time. The Packers struggled to throw the football. Rogers are it's not even arguably. Rodgers played his worst game of the season. She, she just, he just played his worst game of the season. He, he, he missed a wide open Mercedes Lewis. He missed some receivers. Receivers had some drops. Balls bounced off receivers' hands for interceptions. Rodgers played his worst game of the season, and part of that was Tampa. Uh, especially after Bakhtiari got out with the injury. Because remember, he he got hurt in this game and they had to put Rick Wagner in at left tackle. Especially at that point, the Packers struggled to protect Rodgers too. So Rodgers had pressure in his face all game long. The other areas, Packers turned the ball over. Rodgers threw, I think, this is what, third pick six in his career in this game. And then on the very next possession throws another interception that gets returned inside the five yard line and Tampa Bay scores in a couple plays. You can't turn the ball over to be Tampa Bay. Look at the saints last week, four turnovers, three interceptions, and they just got curb stomped by Buccaneers. Why? Because they turned the ball over. Packers turned the ball over with the two interceptions, went from a four 10, nothing game to a 14, 10 game just at snap of a finger. They got dominated in the red zone. Tampa Bay uh, had four trips into the red zone, scored every time. uh, One they had, and the other thing is penalties. The Packers had untimely penalties, which the one to Josh Jackson, I still question a little bit, but he had a, a, a penalty in the end zone on third down, which gave Tampa Bay the ball at the one yard line, or yeah, one yard line with a fresh set of downs. They didn't pressure um, Brady at all. They on uh, twenty-seven passing plays, he was under pressure five times, um, just five dropbacks, and I, they didn't get a sack, and they didn't force him off his spot, and they didn't get knock him to the ground. Brady struggles when you get pressure up the middle. Brady struggles when you have force him to have to move left and right and not give him the pocket to climb. And now this was this was Clark's first game back from injury. Not the way Clark's been playing. I'm wet, ready to see what Clark can do, especially if he puts snacks next to Clark. Uh, snacks takes up blockers and he can push a pocket back, too. Uh, Golf got, Jared Golf got uh, pressured about on 50%, almost 50% of his dropbacks. Aaron Jones wasn't able to get going. That hurt. The middle of the defense struggled, but Chris Barnes, Clubber, not has been playing much better. Uh, Kirksey has been playing much better since Barnes has come back into the lineup. Jari Alexander is a, a definitely a shutdown corner. Uh, there, there's just many reasons why I feel Packers go in this game. If the Packers, and the other issue this game that the Packers had, and I, I talked about this following the, the the last game against Tampa Bay over and over again, is their tempo. Their tempo was slow. They were slow getting out of the huddle. They were slow going to the line of scrimmage. They were slow snapping, slow snapping the ball. Because they were so slow getting out of the huddle, getting the line of scrimmage, they had no time on the clock to move people around, to go in motion, to shift people, to uh, do things like that. And, you know, the Packers love going in motion. They love pre-snap movement. They love shifts. They love things that are going to help the defense kind of tell what they're doing, because of the tempo the Packers played in in Week Six, they were they were getting to the uh, the huddle out of the huddle, of the line of scrimmage, with under ten seconds, uh, sometimes under eight seconds to go in the in the play clock. And when you're when you when you're going to the line of scrimmage with that much time on, you can't do a lot of your pre snap stuff. This is something that's been much better since this game. It hasn't been an issue since this game. And if the Packers can play their tempo on offense, break the huddle, get the line of scrimmage, get guys moving around, shifts, motions, whatever, to kind of get to feel what Tampa's going to do, the offense can control the game. The Packers... Week six, we're letting Tampa Bay control the game. Tampa Bay control the tempo. Tampa Bay control the line of scrimmage. If the Packers can break the huddle, get to the line of scrimmage, get that ball snapped, and keep Tampa Bay on their heels, the Packers should win. If the Packers don't turn the ball over, they should win. The Packers are 11-0 in games that they uh, don't turn the ball over. There's 11 games the Packers did not turn the ball over this year and they won every single game. What does that tell you? If they won 13 games total, 11, they didn't commit any turnovers. So there's two uh, there's two games that they've won where they committed turnovers. So that means they have three losses where they committed turnovers. Games that they do not commit turnovers, they win. 11-0. How do you avoid turnovers? Well, first of all, control the line of scrimmage. Don't let Rodgers get pressure on him. Against, uh, against the Rams, who have a pretty good pressure package with uh, Donald and company, didn't touch Rodgers once. I think Donald got his jersey once, but Rodgers got ramped through it. If you keep Rodgers' jersey clean, he gets all day to throw. He's going to pick you apart. And that starts up front. Now, against Tampa Bay, week six, they lost Boxiari. Then they had to shift the offensive line, and uh, things didn't go well. Well, now, you've been playing. Now, this is your, I want to say, third week in a row. You're playing with the unit how it is. And this unit's played how it is a few times this season. Turner at left, Wagner at right, Jenkins, uh, Patrick, and... Um, Lindsley up the middle. And the last time these two teams played, Jenkins, Patrick, and Lindsay probably played their worst game that they've ever played this season. If they play better, Packers should win. Um, if Rodgers is sharper because he has more time, he's not running all over the place, he's not pressured a lot, again, Packers offense should be able to move the ball on Tampa Bay's defense. Defensively, it starts up front you got to get pressure on Tom Brady. you got to get a push up the middle and basically keep that door shut and don't give Brady any room to step up in the pocket. If you make Brady uncomfortable by hitting him, by bringing him to the ground, by getting pressure in his face, by getting pressure off that middle, he gets frustrated, everything gets bogged down, and he struggles. The Packers can win this game. If Brady gets, puts a ball that could up that can be intercepted, make the play on it. If you, you, And you got you got to control the front to also shut down the run game too. So, do the Packers win this game? Yes, I think the Packers win. Am I as highly confident as I was against the Rams last week? Well, no, but I'm pretty confident. Lambeau Field, potential snow coming down, cold weather. Rodgers is Keaton. The Packers are primed to head down to Tampa in two weeks and compete for the Super Bowl against either the Bills or the Chiefs. They are primed to do it. And the uh, the the site game on Wisconsin. They uh, they had a tweet out uh, earlier with Rodgers' face and I think Tremont's face on. The guys of the uh, the guys on the uh, the Blues Brothers movie. I'm on a mission from God. They had uh, that audio tagged in. Um, getting the band back together on a mission from God. The, the Packers. What I'm saying is, I'm not saying the Packers are on a mission from God. What I'm saying is, the Packers are on a mission. The Packers are on a mission. They want this more than anything. They want to get uh, they want to get um, Rodgers at Super Bowl, uh, number two. And again, I just feel that the uh, the Packers get the victory. and I think it's going to be a 10-point victory. I think they're going to score uh, a touchdown or field goal late in this game to push it to a two-score game. And Brady throws an interception for the second year in a row to end his season. So that's my thought, and my thought too is that the Packers are going to play the Buffalo Bills in the Super Bowl. That that's also my prediction. So, with that said, I want to thank you all for listening. I appreciate the support. Uh, please share this podcast, uh, especially if you're a fan of it. Um, so we continue to grow each and every day. And with that said, uh, go Packers! And I hope next week uh, I'm recapping a Packer victory as I also talk some Milwaukee Brewers. So with that, I will talk to you later. Be safe, be good, be healthy.